Welcome back to the Heart of the Hill podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tillman. Today, I want to continue on the theme of the things that will destroy us. America is still locked in a cultural battle, and every day it seems that we're bombarded with new things that add fuel to the fire. On today's episode, I want to address cancel culture. We all know what cancel culture is. We've seen it in publications and movies and artwork and individuals, comedians, and the list seems to grow every single day. But I'll define it as the effort to correct public sentiment when somebody is found to commit an error. Usually this is done in retrospect where uh, a past tweet is uncovered or somebody finds a line in a book or a movie or uh, an old comedy sketch and it is resurfaced and thrust out into the court of public opinion and it is judged by the masses. Now I see a lot of problems in the way that we go about doing this and I want to address some of those today. Instead of actually wanting to offer a rebuke towards somebody, we wish to put their acts out in the public eye and humiliate them for everybody to see. We leave them no chance to express remorse or give context to why they did the things that they did. Rather, instantly, we swiftly move in a direction that leads more to humiliation rather than reconciliation. I want to make one fundamental point during this podcast. Forgiveness is a more powerful tool than vengeance. I think that we should judge people based off of how they react to something that they did wrong rather than the act itself. When we give somebody the opportunity to express remorse over what they have done, that opens the door for a beautiful union of the two parties that were once at odds with each other. And then they can actually join hands and start to move in an opposite direction. One of my friends always says, if you can't change your mind, then you can't change anything. If we don't allow somebody the opportunity to change their mind, to change their course of action when they have committed an offense, then we have no hope of changing society. I think the crux of cancel culture is this. We desire to see society be completely spotless. We realize that people have opinions and viewpoints that are hurtful to other people. And sometimes they're downright evil. And our tendency when we see that or when we hear that is to do something about it. We say, no, that's wrong. And we need to change that. I believe that's a good tendency. However, we also have to realize that what we're looking for is perfection. And we have to understand that we will never reach perfection. Human nature has never been capable of reaching it, nor would it be able to sustain it if it ever reached perfection. There's a certain amount of rest that we can take when we understand that fact, that we will never get it right, that we can try, stumble, fall down, make an absolute mess of ourselves, but then be accepted after the fact and be able to get up and try again. Now, when we see things go wrong in American society, when we see the errors that we've committed, we should never stop trying. But our efforts should reflect the truth that it will never be completely perfect. And truly, that is the great thing about America. We are an imperfect country. 
but the ceiling is very, very high. We are a total experiment. Think about it. When you throw millions of people into one space that have different cultures, different creeds, different skin colors, different backgrounds, they look different, they smell different, they think different. And then you protect their equality and their liberty by law. And you let them do as they please. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to get messy. People are going to grapple with different things. They're going to disagree. It's going to be a battle. We never stop fighting for total equality. America is a great country because we stay in that fight. We never stop striving for something that is higher, that is loftier, that is idealistic. We never give up. But when we castigate each other, we can never evolve. If we never give somebody the opportunity to make an error or mess up, then there is no room for growth. Often, wisdom is only gained by experience. And experience is marked by attempt and failure. But if we are quick to jump down each other's throats and condemn each other when we make an error, we will never be able to experience something other than shame, and we will never have the confidence to get back up to where we once were and try again. I also want us to examine why it is that we point out the faults in other people. What is our aim behind it? Is it to really right the wrongs of society? Or perhaps is it to right the wrongs within ourselves? We have to be watchful of this massive undertow of moral superiority and self-righteousness that finds itself in cancel culture. I think the strong efforts to put oneself in the right out of fear that they will be part of the problem is actually alienating to the other people they're trying to bring along. If we're not careful, we can alienate those who aren't as vocal as us, who aren't as passionate as us, or who don't make their viewpoints as known as we do. And in these moments, it's very easy for the person not as vocal to begin to slightly detest or become resentful towards the one who is vocal. If we're not engaged in one-on-one -on -one conversations with each other, with our friends, with our peers, in our social circles, if we're not bringing each other along on this walk, then we are going to walk alone and we won't even know it. We will stand on a higher ground in our minds, but really we won't be anywhere close to where we need to be. Somewhere along the way, we made people with dissenting views out to be villains making them culpable of moral crimes, rendering them irreparably corrupt, with the only fit response to be to purge them from the public eye altogether. We ought to consider this very critical point. We must be ready to be judged with the same measure by which we judge others. Said a different way, only judge someone if you are prepared to have a similar level of scrutiny used to examine your own life and your own past. If we're honest with ourselves, none of us could withstand that. There's a story from the scriptures that is so fascinating to me and it's incredibly apt in this situation. Around the time of Jesus, there's a woman who is caught 
in the act of adultery. She's having a sexual relationship with someone not her husband. And she's caught by the religious leaders. Big no-go. I mean, you are just sweating at this point. According to Mosaic Law, the person who commits that crime, the penalty for them is to be stoned to death. And so the religious leaders take this woman to Jesus, who is considered to be a great teacher, and they are really intrigued by what his response will be. So they take her to Jesus, they explain the situation, and they say, what's your judgment? What do you do? And, you know, Jesus does something fascinating in this scenario. He bends over and starts drawing with his finger in the sand. And so no one really knows what exactly he's drawing, but it's it's fun to theorize. I've read that maybe this is just a picture of how not stressed, how calm he is at this situation. He's not thinking about how much pressure is on him to, to say the right thing um, or that this woman might be facing death. There's also another theory I've read that he's actually writing down the names of all of the women that these religious leaders have slept with. So then he stands up after doodling in the sand and he says to them, you who are without sin, throw the first stone. Or if any of you has never messed up, if any of you has never erred, then go ahead. Be the first one to carry out this penalty. And the story goes that they all threw away their stones and they left. And the woman was spared. If we want to have any hope, then we as individuals not only have to accept forgiveness every day, we have to realize that we need forgiveness every day. And not only that, we have to extend forgiveness every single day. So long as we are more concerned with humiliating people and digging up past grievances, we will never be able to look forward. We'll never be able to progress and evolve as a healthy society. This has been the Heart of the Hill podcast with your host, Ryan Tillman. Tune in next week as we bring on a guest to extend the dialogue on cancel culture. And I hope you have a good week.